Hello and welcome to the Finding Proof live show. Today I'm at the Islington Hotel, which if you've been watching my videos in the past, you'll know that this is where I host my working retreats for my mentoring clients. It's a fabulous, fabulous historical uh, hotel. It's a boutique hotel here in Hobart and it's a fabulous place to come and spend a day working really super duper hard on the things that you need to get done. So today I'm here for a planning and working day with the principal psychologist in my practice, Kath, and I are going to work up a storm. Before we get that thing going, hi Jen, hi Chris, welcome. I wanted to talk to you today about the three times I said yes in 2018 and have and how those three things have really set me up well to get kick-started into 2019 in a really exciting way. So yesterday I spent quite a bit of time talking with my mentoring clients um, in detail about last year, about 2018, about all of the things that unfolded in 2018, the good, the bad, and the very, very ugly. And also, I talked to them about how to listen out for opportunities, how to recognize them when they are jumping out at you, but more importantly, how to listen to that inner voice that we've all got, that inner wise soul that is yelling at us, take it, take it, take it. But sometimes we let the rational side of our thinking just override our instinctual thinking. And so today I wanted to talk to you about the three times that at the time seemed pretty crazy, pretty out there, but my instincts just yelled at me to take these opportunities. So the first one, the first opportunity was for me to invest a significant amount of time and money and effort into being mentored. So for 2018, I, I was a participant in an intensive mentoring program that stretched me in lots and lots of ways. It helped me grow in many, many ways. But I didn't know that that was going to be the outcome when I dived into that. I had to sit with, initially, the fear that can come when you're looking at a major financial investment in yourself. And you have to ask yourself the questions that we all do when we're looking at financial things. Is this going to be worth it? And I had nothing in front of me to say in any kind of black and white way that I was going to get a return on my investment for that program. I knew my mentor, Gerda Muller, I knew her very well. I trusted her implicitly. I knew that I worked well with her. That was all I had to go on. And so, that was right at the end of 2017 that I was making that decision. And the, that inner voice, that inner instinct was yelling at me, you need to do this, you need to do this. So how did I get over the financial fear? What was my strategy for that? Very, very simple. I equated the dollar value to something else that I would spend that equivalent amount of money on in my business. So I was able to compare it against um, you know, an equivalent amount of money to spend on um, a, a, an administrative assistant in my office. So I was able to sort of clarify in my own mind, I could spend this amount of money on this amount of time for an admin person in my office who could do some things for me, or I could spend the same amount of money 
on growing myself and developing my business and seeing where it leads. And so I decided to do it. I decided to make that investment because I was listening, because I was listening to my inner wisdom yelling at me. It was one of those I just knew moments. I had a few of those in 2018 where I just knew that this was something I had to do. The very first time I remember having that feeling in terms of my business development and my growth as a business professional, the very first time I remember having that I just know and having nothing, nothing to measure it against was when I went on a working retreat myself for the first time with the same mentor, Gertamala, about, now that was June 2017. So that was you know, 18 months ago. And it was the first time I'd been away from my kids. It was the first time I'd, I'd left you know, my husband looking after the kids for a bunch of days. First time I'd been away from my family, in other words, for a bunch of days. And again, it was a financial investment, but I just knew that I needed to do this thing for my business and for myself as a business owner. And this is one thing that I come back to again and again. As a business owner or an entrepreneur or a leader, often we need to take time away from our business so that we can focus. And sometimes that means we need to take time away from our family too, so that we've got a little bit of untouchable time to be able to focus. So I learned some powerful lessons just by going to that retreat, let alone what I did on that retreat. And I've had a similar experience right here with my mentoring clients who've come here and had retreats with me. Hello, Angela, welcome. So I, I, I learned a powerful lesson, which was to listen to myself, to listen when that voice was yelling at me quite loudly. And I knew, I knew that it was going to be a, a turning point. I knew that it was gonna be a moment when I looked back without regret and looked back with gratitude that I had listened to myself. So that was way back in 2017. So 2018, the first moment of saying yes to something wild and crazy was a big financial commitment to a 12 month intensive mentoring program, which of course I finished now. Now I had no idea what 2018 had in store for me. And of course, if you've been watching these videos, you know it was a bit of a year. Um, and so being a participant in that intensive mentoring program offered much more than I paid for. I got more than my values worth out of that mentoring program in the, in the guise of support, in the guise of a safe, small group to be able to share and brainstorm some of the problems I was facing and a cheer squad who backed me at every turn. So having a mentor, participating in mentoring is more than just what you get from the mentor themselves. Sometimes you get something extra that you can't put a dollar value on and you can't plan for. So I look back on the decision to join that program and the decision to spend that money, as crazy as it seemed at the end of 2017, as one of the wisest decisions I made. In 2018 for 2018 and I've learned so much out of that program that of course you know now my mentoring my mentoring business is growing and my mentoring clientele is growing and I treasure the work that I do and 
and the honour that I have in being able to provide mentoring to other professionals. It's actually quite, you know, heart work for me. Heart, heart, not hard, heart work for me. And uh, so I think that having that mentoring over the, the course of last year really helped embolden me to do more and more and more and expand what I do in that realm. So that was number one. Now, number two, now number two, hi, Marie, how are you? Welcome. Number two is um, probably something that uh, I have been criticized for, I have been um, judged for, I have had people question my sanity for, and it was something really cra crazy at the time, and I knew it was a crazy thing to do but fully supported by my family. And it was a decision to travel to Las Vegas for an, uh, a half day event. Um, I had never been to America before. I had traveled overseas by myself once before, but only to New Zealand, which is a hop, skip and a jump from Australia. It's only about four hours. Uh, I had been participating in a program at, where I met Marie and I had uh, the opportunity to meet 400 of the 2,000 worldwide participants in this program in Las Vegas for a meetup. Now, this was another one of those I just knew moments. I knew it looked insane. I did a damn good job trying to talk myself out of going. I actually wrote down a list of all the reasons why I should not go. To, New, to Las Vegas for that event. Um, what was my, my reasoning was, one, I didn't have the time because traveling to America, traveling back, you lose a day. Traveling there, I knew I was gonna need a little bit of extra time to you know deal with jet lag and whatever. And then there was the event itself. So all up, I was gonna be away for about close to a week. I think I was away for a week for a, a, a half day event for time. I kept telling myself, I don't have time for this. I don't have time to go. The second reason was, it's expensive to go to America. Why would I do that? I don't have the money to do that. The third excuse was my family. My family would just not cope. Again, this story that I have regularly told myself over the, the past, I'm still learning to let go of. My family won't cope if I'm away for X amount of time. And of course, number four, it's bonkers. Who goes to Las Vegas for a half day event? right? Well, 400 people from around the world go to Las Vegas for a half day event. So I was, I was uh, uh, you know, in good, crazy company. But what I did, I heard, again, I heard this inner voice saying to me, God damn it, woman, if you don't go, you're going to regret it. If you go, this is a turning point for you. Can't tell you why, but this is a turning point for you. You must go. So I sat down with my list of reasons why not, and I actually, and I pulled out my laptop and I, I explored those excuses. I looked at my diary. I think we're talking probably sometime in April that I was looking at my diary, deciding whether or not to go. The event was in the middle of May. And so I looked at my diary and lo and behold, that particular week, I actually had nothing in my diary, which was unheard of. For that short notice, it was unheard, it was a fluke. There was nothing in my diary. I thought, hmm, so I do have time to go to this event. So then I thought, oh, well, I still can't afford it though. So then I looked online. Lo and behold, there were some cheap flights to the States. 
and the hotel where the function was being held had a special on rooms. Fluke. Okay, this doesn't happen every day, but it meant that, of course, I could afford it. Not only that, I remembered that I had a, a credit card that I'd retired. I'd put it away in a drawer and I hadn't used and had been sitting there for a couple of years, to be honest. So I also had the immediate use of a credit card that was just sitting there waiting for something amazing to be used for. So my kids, so I sat down with my husband, I sat down with my kids and I said, okay, this is how I feel about this event. I can't tell you why I feel so strongly about going. I've looked into it, I can afford to go, I can afford the time, but if you don't want me to go, I won't go. And the three of them sat there and looked at me and said, are you crazy? You, clearly you've got to go, go. We're not gonna stop you, go. My kids were excited. I don't know why they were so excited about me going to Las Vegas. Actually, I do remember why. My oldest son at the time was really fascinated with uh, Area 51 and aliens and all that stuff. And he realized that Las Vegas was very close. In fact, he told me that Las Vegas was very, very close to Area 51. So he was hoping that I might actually extend my trip and bring him something from Area 51, which of course didn't happen. So all of my excuses got cut off. There was no excuse, there was no reason, there was no rational reason for me not to take up this opportunity, for me to not listen to this inner yelling voice saying, you must do this thing. So I went, had a fabulous time, met some amazing people, but more importantly, again, there was a lesson. There was a lesson and there was there was a turning point. The lesson for me was that of the 400 people who went, a whole bunch of them was so excited to meet me because of the program we'd been involved in. We'd shared a lot of live stream videos like this. That was pretty much where I really honed my skills in live streaming. And um, they were really excited to come and meet me and share you know, that moment with me. Now, it's not about me, it's not an ego thing, but what it did show me was that some of the things I talk about, I had had blinkers on. I had assumed that the only people interested in some of the things I talk about are Australian mental health professionals. There's some pretty hefty blinkers there. So when I went to Las Vegas and met this wild array of people from Sweden and Italy and Ireland and England and France and Canada and all over the United States, who all saw something that they could relate to in some of the things I talked about, I realized I needed to take those blinkers off. And around the same time, I launched my podcast and it has built an, an audience that is mostly an international audience. So that was the turning point for me, it was realizing I could take off the safety blinkers and that's what they were, staying in my comfort zone, thinking that I only had a message for Australian mental health professionals, thinking, well, maybe New Zealanders would be interested and that was it. That was the safety, the comfort zone that I had plonked myself in, thinking that there was nothing beyond that. Las Vegas showed me that I could safely take those blinkers off and let my message be available to whoever around the world resonates with whatever I might be talking about. And of course, there are plenty of people who are not interested in what I've got to say. I'm completely comfortable with that. But being comfortable expanding my message and including in my thinking. So when I'm talking to you, I'm aware that you might be in Sweden. I'm aware that you might be in Canada. Certainly aware that you're in the States, Marie. You know, and I think that 
when we take these blinkers off, these safety goggles that we wear in our businesses, in our personal lives, we take them off and we realize the world's actually not as scary and that the future of our business is not so limited, we can actually push ourselves further and push ourselves further and we can be aware of other opportunities as they arrive. So not long after I returned from the States, very long-winded story of how it came about, but I was presented with an opportunity, ridiculous opportunity that I still pinch myself about to sign a, a management deal with an agency, media agency based in New York. So I now have a New York agent and every time those words fall out of my mouth, it sounds ridiculous. I live at the bottom of Tasmania, which is an island at the bottom of the world. You know, who in Hobart would have a New York agent? You know, so it's a bit crazy talk, right? So I did have, when this opportunity arose, I did have the little wobbly moment of, what is this really about? Is this some kind of scam? Is this kind of some kind of nonsense? And again, it was not having faith in myself, letting that faith in myself wobble for a bit. So when we are presented with opportunities, it pushes buttons for us. It pushes the fear button. It pushes the scarcity button. It pushes the, the, um, the doubt, the self-doubt button. And it will push the fear of criticism button big time. Because often when we're presented with opportunities, they are way outside our comfort zone. And if they're outside our comfort zone, they're gonna be outside someone else's comfort zone too. And what does that mean? That means that they're gonna to wanna to pull us back into line to keep us safe because they love us, but that can come across as criticism and judgment. And that has happened. That has certainly happened in my case, but I survive it, it's okay. I understand where it comes from and I just let it go. Let those waters settle down again and, and people will do what they, what they need to do. So after many, many conversations, uh, with with Steve, my agent in New York, and many conversations with my husband and many conversations with my accountant and my lawyer, um, I decided to sign on for that arrangement. And that was the third turning point because then it was concrete. It was concrete that the, the mentoring message that I present is beyond my blinkered view that I had at the start of 2018 that not only are there people who already know me through the internet and through social media cheering me on, but there are people who don't know me who are looking at what I do and saying, yep, we'll have a bit of that, we'll help you with that. So I think when we accept crazy opportunities, and I'm not saying don't think about them, I'm not saying only act on impulse, what I am saying is listen, listen really intently to those, those inner voices that are yelling really loudly at you. You need to take some time to sit with that voice and think about that for a minute. You can certainly do what I did with my list of no's for all the reasons why I shouldn't have gone to Las Vegas and my list of conversations that I had to have to really to reassure myself, I think, around the New York deal. But you can take the time to do that while also listening carefully for that hell yes inner voice. Because that's the voice that's speaking to you from your values. It's speaking to you from your wisdom. Hey Kim, welcome. 
It's speaking to you from your goals. It's speaking to you from your passion. It's speaking to you from all of those core things that are why you're doing why what you're doing. So that inner voice deserves some respect because it's coming from a place that is aligned with everything you stand for. I'm not talking about spending $1,000 on a pair of shoes. Mind you, if that's, if that's your thing, well then that's your thing. It's not my thing. You should see my shoes. They're, they're, they're my silver sneakers that I wear everywhere and they've got a rip on the side and I will not part with them. We've all got our own thing that's our thing. And so for me, it is very much the mentoring and the getting the message out there on, on social media. And I've become very comfortable in that thing. I'm now getting pushed. So having said yes to those three opportunities, those three life-changing turning points, which I knew at the time were going to be turning points, I couldn't have predicted how or why, but I knew they would be. I'm now seeing the fruits of some of that coming to play. So as I announced yesterday, I'm now doing something with Evan Carmichael on YouTube. That's a big thing. And I don't even have my head around that yet. Um, I've got forthcoming podcast interviews where people are interviewing me on their podcasts and they are you know, much more popular podcasters than I am. I'm working on it, but they're much more successful and sustained than I am. And these new opportunities are trickling in faster now and becoming bigger because I said yes to all of those three things last year. So watch this space because you guys will certainly get to come on the journey as all of this unfolds. I hope that that's, those stories really will get you thinking about the times when you wish you had said yes I can tell you the number one regret, I might save that for another video, but the number one regret I have is something I said no to in my 20s. So it was an opportunity and it could have been amazing, but my life took a different turn and is amazing. And I'm very, very lucky to um, have learnt as I've gotten older and more mature to listen to that inner voice. Um, thank you, Jen and Chris for your kind words. So I think that what, I, what I'm really wanting to impart as we embark on the start of 2019 is that, um, yeah, Marie, I wish you could have said yes to Vegas too. Don't worry, we'll catch up in New York in May. Um, I really want to impart this idea that I, th I think we have been trained as, uh, you know, whether you've been through a university education or just through growing up from our parents or from our teachers, we've been trained that our inner voice, our gut instincts are not to be trusted. And I'm gonna argue that that's not the case. And I think I've, when I've got three really clear examples of how that, that voice served me really, really well this year, um, this past year, I bet you could easily find three of your own. Either things that you really wish you'd said yes to or things that you are so damn glad you did say yes to. So have a think about that. Have a think, and by all means, you know, share in the comments if you like, um, because I think that we've all got those stories. So it's really important to spend a little bit of time, sit in the sun with a cup of tea and just pay some respect to that inner voice of yours. Hey, Naomi, I am just signing off but you are welcome to watch the rest later.
I will share the audio on the podcast. So if you're listening to the podcast, I'm glad you were with me. Uh, the video, of course, will also go to YouTube. So if you're watching on YouTube, I'm very glad to have you with me. And uh, don't forget, that, of course, you can be following my Finding Proof page here on Facebook. So glad to have you guys with me that were live. Thank you for joining me. And I'm now going to embark on a very busy day. There'll be a live stream later from Islington Hotel showing you around, talking about my upcoming residential working retreat that I'm holding here in February. So watch out for that a bit later on today. But first, coffee. Have a fabulous day. Bye-bye for now.